I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I'm alright. You alright? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm not alright. I think I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I've had about two beers. Oh, this is me, that's me full plum. Fucking hell. I know. Yeah. Could be a laugh, couldn't it? It could be. You're going to yeah. get the shorts out today. Um, do you want to go top shelf? What have you got? Uh, there's some whiskey up there. Uh, there's some gin. I like, I like whiskey. I don't really like it like Mike Baldwin, do you know what I mean? Just in a glass on his own. I like it with a bit of Coke. <laughs> Mike Baldwin. I've I've actually grown into that kind of level of Baldwin. No, you ain't. I have. I like it. I like I don't want it on the rocks, but I, I like neat whiskey. No, you don't. Do you You're more what? like Alec Baldwin just shooting some bird when she ain't looking. <laughs> Well, we're here today to talk about uh, February 1984. Yeah. Um, that is right, isn't it? Yeah, it's in the 80s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where a lot more stuff was acceptable, uh, for better <laughs> or worse. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll discuss some of that later. Um, we should thank our sponsors. Oh, who are our sponsors this week? So, we've got Councillor Kevin Thompson. Oh, that sounds official. Mm-hmm. He's the Lib Dem uh, borough councillor in Surrey Heath. Um, I know Kev, he's one of the MSC uh, that follows me other pod. And uh, and I was chatting to him this week. He likes his tunes. Um, I mean, he's a middle-aged man that still goes to music festivals uh, and tries to be down with the kids. Oh, do um, Yeah, but... That screams nonce. Hang on, he might win you over with this. Oh. So he got into politics essentially just to fuck the Tories over. I suppose he's got no- noble intentions. Yeah, which which in his uh, uh, area he did. What he's in? Yeah, and he now said, "But now I'm lumbered talking about dog poo bins and parking charges for four years." That's real life, isn't it? That is real life, isn't it? The glamour of politics—that's that's essentially it, isn't it? 
I mean, do you know what? I mean, that sounds quite a slow-paced kind of way to, to live and, and to work. Where, where is he in? Um, Surrey Heath. That's quite posh, isn't it? He's looking for a way out, and that's why he sponsored the podcast. Ah, uh, so yeah. So is, is he one of your wrong-uns from the... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a nice bloke. Uh, um, How did you manage to get to this point without mentioning the Hardcore Listing podcast? I'm trying my hardest <laughs> not to. <laughs> um, yeah, he's well awake, Kev. He's uh, he, he's a nice bloke, and he's one of the MSC, so uh, he actually sort of put himself forward to uh, have himself rinsed. And, uh, so and what, yeah. what music festivals he go to? Um, like Latitude? No, he don't even go to like the ones for old people. He goes to like... Someone they all went to. I can't think. A load of the MSC went. And, uh, yeah, he likes a bit of a rave up. Oh, does he? Yeah. Glow all sticks? All of that. Shirt off. Yeah. No, he ain't one of them. No. No. No, he's a, he's a well-dressed fella. Yeah. But, like, I reckon, like, the top had come off after, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cut Does he dabble in recreational drugs? <laughs> <laughs> the counsellor. Yeah. I'm not sure. You put them up his arsehole because the skin's a bit thinner there, so they take effect quicker. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I've had this conversation with you and I about the arsehole. What? After reading Tim Burgess's book. Nah. Yeah, that that was his thing. What, he put drugs up his arsehole? No, no, they blow coke up each other's arseholes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because the skin's uh, yeah. it's more sensitive. And so they'd, they'd get, like, little bits of, like, menus and stuff like that and roll them into cones. Yeah. And then they'd put a Rizzler over the top of a uh, a straw because you didn't want it to go in your mouth and you'd suck it up, with the, like, through the Rizzler. Yeah. So it'd all sit at the top. Then you'd put the straw over the cone and, like a pea shooter, just blow it straight up their arsehole. Why didn't we ever get into that? Do you know what? I ain't losing sleep about that. So what was that all on the Charlatan's tour bus? Yeah. Like... I mean, I know when we was all doing bands and that, I mean, we was all good mates, weren't we? But the only person that would have wanted that to have happened would have been Carsoul, but he would have been too self-conscious about his big ass. Oh, it's massive, wasn't it? It'd have just <laughs> been a, like partially clipped. <laughs> It'd be like, hang on a minute, I've got to get rid of this straw. Then we've got an hose pipe. Yeah, <laughs> get a bit more length, wouldn't you, to get it into... Uh, his arsehole stunk as well, didn't it? Did it? Cause, yeah, because he used to do that thing where he'd put his hand down his arse crack... And then, like, he'd offer his drink towards you and go, does this glass smell funny to you? <laughs> oh, well. Who was it, Seb? Was it, was it my sister said he stuck, or was it you? He stuck his hand down, the, down his arse crack and wiped it across your top lip. No, I put it down my pants. Oh, it was your arsehole? No, it wasn't my arsehole. Oh, it was your helmet? It was my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put it under his nose. <laughs> he didn't like that. He can still smell it now. <laughs> Sorry, Jezza. Um, so, uh, yeah, so shout out Kev Thompson. Um, well, we've got another, uh, uh, sponsor. Um, and this is, uh, this is, this goes out to Paul and, uh, and he's, uh, his lovely wife, um, got, um, got in touch with us and, uh, oh God, my and his sister, was it his sister? Oh, he's got a girlfriend, but he lives on his own with two cats. One of which is his best friend. What? He hasn't got a wife. Hang on a minute. She don't think he's fiddled with either of his cats, but you never know. Is that that one? That, why am I... Conf- oh, it's all gone wrong. 
Right, anyway, I need to pull this up. His favourite celebrity as a child was Ralph Harris. Right, very... this is the one. Yeah, right. So, you, have you got the stuff at the top? You read from the top because I've missed a bit. Right, Paul Finney. Happy fin- f- Paul Finney, that's it. 40th on Wednesday the 7th. So, he's yeah. in 40. He's 40. <clears> well, he's 40 <throat> yeah. already now because it's fucking sound like the 15th and we're only just recording it, haven't we? I mean, it's, it's going to be the 20 something. She's put in brackets. Don't worry, he's not expecting the podcast until the end of the month. Well, he, he knows us too well. Cheers, brother. So this is a present from uh, from her and uh, and his other sister. He has a girlfriend, but lives on his own. With two his... cats, one of whom's his best friend. I mean, she says she don't think he's fitted with them. He puts a bit of whiskers around his helmet, doesn't he? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You've seen what happens when cats see cucumbers, right? Have you never seen the videos? No. You roll a cucumber at a cat, and they do that. And, like, and they just jump up in the air with their legs straight. Oh, really? Yeah. I reckon when Paul gets his, uh, his little gherkin hat, I bet they're <laughs> like, <"Wee!" clears throat> uh, So, yeah, you mentioned that his favourite celebrity was Rolf. Well, a lot of us was, wasn't it? He all bringed us all, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Loved them all, didn't we, back then? Yeah. And his mum is going to be leaving him a Rolf original print in her wheel. You'd like one, wouldn't you? Yeah. I've got, I've got a little Rolf. you got a Rolf. Hmm. Yeah, I got a couple of signed bits from Rolf. Yeah, I've got a couple of Rolf, Rolf signed bits. Not so cool anymore, is it? I don't know. They're pride of placing me wrong and's corner, aren't they? <laughs> uh, he's never been the paternal type. Uh, a few years ago, I had a vasectomy. He's still not told our parents, so let's hope they never hear this. Mr. and Mrs. Finney, he's had his pods chopped. Yeah. You can always get a reverse pole if you want to sow your seed up your girlfriend's muff, produce, <laughs> produce a fetus. <laughs> I'm I'm not so sure. I, I, a bloke that's living alone with two cats that doesn't want to live with his bird. Yeah. What What does he not want her to see? Two words. Hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, apparently, he's a very talented musician. Uh, which we could see from uh, his 2023 Spotify wrapped. Uh, Cunt, you was his most uh, played artist, and Paperboy was his most played song. He hard, ain't doing his case. Hard drive, hard fucking hell. Drive. Uh, we we want to hope it's hard driving that he's not an hard nut after you've cunted him off like this. He also loves dressing up. I have attached pictures of him as Kevin Rowland. I mean, looks like more more, more like Ralph Little. And Edward Scissorhands, was he dressed as Kevin Rowland in that ill-fated return in the uh, negligee and, uh, and the saucy underwear? Yeah, he didn't look good, did he? No. But nowadays, if he did it... Mm. He went to the same school as you. Oh, Kevin Rowland? <laughs> no, no. Bernard Breslau and Paul. Yay! <laughs> Paul Finney, Ryland Clark, Bernard Breslau, Richard, Richard Maidley... Maidley. Chris, Chris Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, thank you so much. Um, happy birthday, mate. Uh, and and big thanks to um, to Paul and to the MSE for sponsoring the podcast. If you want to sponsor the podcast, um, drop us a little message on the socials. And, uh, um, yeah, we'll uh, essentially just question your hard drive. And, uh, <laughs> just be really horrible to you. Um, yeah, right. Films? Yeah. Weren't a lot of movie web this month. I had a look on movie phone. Um, 
Scrubbers was on there again. I think we spoke about that last month. Uh, BMX Bandits was on there. Huh. Did we speak about that last month? Did we? I, I think we did. I can yeah. never remember. I think we did. The fact that you ain't got it on this month, have you? No. No, so yeah, we definitely did. What are you, What films you got? I've just got one. There was only one film on Movie Web. Repo Man. Have you heard of that? You've seen that, haven't you? I don't know. I, I definitely, I, I remember nothing about it. It's, it's not a bit of a culty classic, isn't it? Yeah. Got uh, Emilio Estevez in it. Uh, and he's uh, and he's directed by Alex Cox, who directed Sid and Nancy. I thought Sid and Nancy was... Uh, Listen, yeah. I'm the factually accurate All right. films person. Well, I had some guesswork there, but uh, that wasn't Julian Temple, was it? And it weren't Gary Oldman. No, Julian Temple did fucking... Gary Oldman was in it. Yeah, he played Sid, yeah, but did he... Oh. Sid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right. Um, tell me more about Repo Man. No, that's it. It was a young punk rocker, Estevez, who's recruited by a car repossession agency, gets caught up in the pursuit of a mysterious Chevrolet Malibu that might be connected to extraterrestrials. I can't believe that's all you got. That's it. I've got Footloose. I don't think it come out this month. I, 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 bet ne- I bet Footloose actually come out next month. If So the premise of Footloose is, do they ban dance? I've never actually seen Footloose, have You've you? You've never seen Footloose? No. Fucking watch Footloose. Is it good? Look, do you like the 80s? Yeah, I do. Watch Footloose, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would urge anyone that likes the 80s and ain't seen it, even if you're a sad old cunt like us, what, just fucking watch Footloose. I always wanted to. No, like, I, I, mean, I, I love the song. I Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> I've I mean, that come out. Yeah. Yeah. He had a beard, didn't he, Kenny Loggins? Yeah. 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 I was telling you about the old um, We Are The World documentary on Netflix earlier. Oh, with Loggins in it. Loggins is all over it, mate. I should check his hard drive. His name suggests it. Change, yeah. Changes his logins quite often. <laughs> <laughs> so, correct me if I'm wrong, they banned dancing where Kevin... Uh... Yeah, Kevin Bacon, comes. Yeah. He, he's a young lad, comes to town, and the town he, he moves to, uh, they've banned dancing. Right. I think someone like fell off something dancing and died right. or something. So the preacher there who's in charge of everything, John Lithgow, right. has banned dancing. John Lithgow was one of them blokes that looked 60 when he was 20, didn't he? Yeah. Like, Serious. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that in mind, what would be the worst thing for you that they could ban in Basildon? And how would you deal with it? Well... Well, funnily enough, I had a, I had a film uh, a, a film musical that I was writing right. uh, about uh, swearing being banned in Basildon right. called "I Swear." Loose tongue. So, so it would <laughs> so be uh, it would be swearing. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they banned swearing. How would you cope? Because you just swear all. Well, I mean, I swear quite a lot, but just sort of out of habit. So. Imagine if, like, you had to wear a tag and you got like an electric shock every time you swore. How quickly do you reckon you'd stop swearing? Because I think if as soon as I went, no, like, it'd give you an electric shock. You'd be like, oh, you can't! Oh, oh, you fucker! Oh, wanker! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, 
if they're implementing that in all places, I think Basildon, if they're charging every time you've had a swear up, yeah, like they're, they're going to make a lot of tax on that. I think that's going to happen. What a swearing tax? Yeah. Well, that's your back catalogue, fucks. <laughs> <laughs> right up the cunt. <laughs> we should make, make the most of it while we still can. If you could save one swear word, what would you save? <sighs> Arseholes. <laughs> I did not expect that one. Well, because it's one of them ones, isn't it? You can use it to describe people that are cunts, mm-hmm. or you can you can shout it when you drop something, mm-hmm. or, or you hit your finger yep. with an hammer. Got multiple uses. Mm. Minge. <laughs> Minge ain't a swear word, though. It's a body part. <clears throat> oh, right. Oh, okay, then. Cunt. <laughs> um, also out that month, uh, Emmanuel. Four. Do you remember the Emmanuel films? I just remember them like looking sexy mm. on, on the shelves of the video shop. Right. So. The top shelves. Yeah, it, it, there was a lady in like a lacy basque mm. or like lacy underwear mm, 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 mm. reclining. Um, how, how about. What's that? How about a lady having a sexual awakening? What, Emmanuel? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Hmm. But, I, I, just, I mean, I've got another one that I want to talk about, and I've got the, the synopsis on there. But um, but with Emmanuel, like, it made me think that, that like, the, the, the grot that I remember back then was, like, Emmanuel and Electric Blue. Cool, yeah. I imagine they were both, by what um, you, you're generally exposed to today, were probably quite tame. Um well, you don't reckon there was anyone getting up there? <laughs> <laughs> Please put the sound over that again. <laughs> um, but how did people like acquire like like porno VHSs because you just got given them by someone like didn't you, you just got given them didn't you and like, yeah. there's only an infinite amount isn't there in the world yeah but like everyone seemed to have one and it was like how do you like because if someone lent it to you you was never going to give it back was you but you know that old saying about if you tell someone a secret mm. they'll tell one other person right like if you lend someone a porno yeah They'll copy it and give it to one other person. But I didn't know how to copy videos, did you? No, it don't work, does it? No. I remember there'd always be that bloke that's like, yeah, my dad's got two videos. Yeah, I've got the lead. Yeah, and well, like, Lee Mercer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rest in peace, Lee. Um, I mean, yeah, Lee was... Uh, he was, he was Farrakh's premier exponent of VHS porn, wasn't he? He, he was the gateway to grot, wasn't he? Didn't you like, see him at a boot sale with a, a whole picnic table full of VHS grot? He uh, might even have been DVDs then. Like, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I had I had a VHS, and I, I've no idea where I got it. I 100% never bought it. Yeah. And I just think, like, I just don't know where anyone ever bought it because I never see like one in a case. It was always like some like ropey old video that was kind of just sort of passed here. I don't remember. I don't remember like when you know like when you go in the video shop to mm. hire a video. I don't remember videos being for sale anywhere then. No. So how did you get it? Don't know. Some bloke at work. <laughs> 
I, I remember when I was working at Burton's, uh, Animal Farm was doing the rounds. Yeah. It was a really ropey, like ropey copy. Mm. No one needs to see that, do they? No, but everyone watched it, though. Yeah, of course, yeah. We, we would have to... And you had to, pre- you had to pretend you weren't bothered by it, or, or like, you know, you had to pretend you didn't still see it when you shut your eyes at night. Was- <laughs> 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 if someone had a, a new bit of grot, it, the word would go round and it would be like Rossi's ass lunchtime. And like, was his mum and dad always They had. both worked, yeah. And so, and he was quite close to the school. And it was fucking brilliant. There'd be like, I reckon, at least 20 people. And it was like the closing scene in E.T. Everyone would be on their bikes, just like <laughs> bombing it with a proper purpose to get to Rossi's, watch this grot. And then he'd be like, right, we've got to go now. And like, no one wanted to get up because we all had stiffies. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Right. I've got a film called Dark Habits. Um, did you have any habits as a kid that you got, like, told off for and, like... No, did you? Mm, mm. Like, I used to, like, blink a lot. Like, not like... Oh, I had I blinky habits Yeah, and stuff. I had that. And then I had one where I'd, like, sort of crack my neck and, like... And I think rather than sort of my parents sort of wondering why I'm doing that, like it was some sort of nervous disposition, uh, just told me to stop doing it. <laughs> that was the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Stop doing that. It looks stupid. Um, yeah, and I, and I used to... <laughs> I used to get up in the night and hide biscuits. Hide biscuits? <laughs> yeah. Well, like for... So you could kind of, like a squirrel, you'd go and collect them <laughs> like the next day. Like a squirrel. <laughs> exactly like a squirrel. So I'd get up in the night and I'd go downstairs and we had this like big kind of like unit. Like uh, there was probably a drinks cabinet in it and all sorts of other, I guess, shit that everyone had in the 80s. Um, and I remember it had like a gap around behind it, like where the probably the skirting bulb was. And I'd like slide bourbons like in there what with all the dust and stuff yeah and there'd literally be all the dust in that and i would like sort of just brush it off go back and you know blow it off and uh it's funny that that you hid them behind the big unit and then were due to become a big unit by eating all them fucking biscuits (laughs) (laughs) goes around comes around um Um, you, you didn't have any habits um like now, I don't remember getting told off for anything. Um, one of my mum's mates, her son, had a bogey collection. <laughs> and, she, and she found his bogey collection when he was at school. And rather than telling him off or grounding him, she held him down and farted on his head. Have you just made that up? No. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, that was... Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to bleep that, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, how did you present a, a, like a bogey collection? I think he just like down the back of his bed, like on the wall by his bed, just yeah. every night he'd just wipe another one. And before you know it, they do build up. We had a bogey collection. When I worked at Burton's, right, there was a bit of wall as you went down yeah. the stairs between the shop floor and like the um, the fucking stock room upstairs. There was a bit of wall that just had a little kind of bit that was about maybe, I don't know, like three or four inches wide and about a foot deep just sticking out. 
And every time you went by it, every, like all like, all of us lads would wipe a bogey on it. And there was this massive fucking bogey collection that built up there. And uh, it was quite impressive. Like it was, it was a big collection. And then Alison, who worked there, saw it one day, uh, noticed it, and um, she came in and just done her nut at all us like lads sat around having our lunch. She went, "I've just found your bogey collection, and just to let you know, I've just scraped it all off with a shatterproof ruler." <laughs> <laughs> Why say shatterproof? (laughs) (laughs) That bogey's weren't going to put that ruler through its paces, was (laughs) it? Oh, fucking incredible. Thing is, I was going to say, like, female listeners, like, I know, you know, this is the 80s, but... I mean, I, I obviously I mentioned Ross earlier about going around his ass to watch Grot. It was me and Ross that got the letters on for putting bogeys under the microscope in science. Oh, really? Uh, we got the we was playing the rock garden about twenty years later. Yeah. Well, not twenty, but however many years later, and Ross brought all of his stuff up in his old school bag, and when he was rooting through it, he found the letter that he'd managed to grab before his mum and dad see it. My mum and dad see mine. Oh, really? But he, he collared it and threw it in the bag and he still had it. And it was, yeah, me and him getting told off for putting bogeys under the microscope. I think you should be applauded for that, if No, ab- absolutely. But I don't ever remember, like, because in lads' toilets, sometimes on the back of toilet doors, this is a collection of bogeys, isn't there? When, like when you public. see, when you say like the, the lads' toilets at school, it was always you know like wet toilet wet paper that someone had thrown up at the ceiling. But like sometimes, like you just see it in like public toilets where people have just sat there having a turnout and have just picked their nose and just wiped yeah. it on the wall. And like, do women do that, or did women do that? Like, let us know, ladies, because yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever remember. I, I've ever remembered like. And I've, I've, you know, I've known some very open-minded and ladies. Uh, ladies that I'm sure would have had no qualms saying we had a bogey collection, but I've never heard it. What, what was your uh, your nasal habits, girls? Um, talking about open-minded ladies. <laughs> yep. Is, is it time to time to wheel out the pornographic playing cards? Oh, or is it, have I gone too early? I don't know. No, no. Get them out now because I'm going to go early. <laughs> <laughs> So you you got given, didn't you, by by your friend who doesn't have a podcast? You know Kirsty. We won't say what organisation she works for. It's probably not the best <laughs> representation. No, we've already of... got Kev Thompson who's going to be giving his marching orders, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. So Kirsty, uh, thank you very much. She's given us a pack of uh, page three playing cards. Yeah. I'm not going to say what newspaper they're affiliated to. I think people know page three. Yeah, and you know neither of us buy that fucking shit rag, but. You know, we are going to, just for this section, enjoy the uh, topless ladies uh, in the page three playing cards. It's been a long time since we've had tits for breakfast. Right. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you clubs of the 80s, all right? So I'm going to show you through the clubs, and you have to name... The suit clubs. The suit clubs, right. yeah. And, and you have to name the page three girl. All right, all right. go for it. So Ace of Clubs. Linda Lasardi. One. I don't recognise her. Oh, do you know what? I fucking I got a first. I did. I, I did get a first name, but I've just looked now. I don't know it. Rachel Garley. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in colour that one. Yeah. 
can't really see her face that well. I'm not sure. I don't think I know that one. Ruth Golden? No. Oh, having them out like that, she should have been called Flash Golden. <laughs> uh, is that Whitaker? No. I'd forgotten about this one. Of course, she's lovely. Yeah, Tracy Elvick. Oh, yeah, Tracy Elvick. <laughs> leave, leave that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't recognise this one. No, I don't. Dishy Donna Ewing? Oh, they're proper big 80s hits, them ones. Yeah, they are the shape of them. Yeah, she says the Nick 80s. was on the it? sides, yeah. Fucking hell, she looks about 12. I don't know that one. Gail McKenna? No, don't remember God, her. We're doing rubbish here, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're 80s tits. <laughs> no, I don't even know that one. Oh, they're fucking terrible on the 80s ones. Karen Brennan? No, I don't remember her. Fucking hell. My dad was a building when he used to always get the sun. These were down, definitely on the calendars in the chippy. <laughs> uh... That's a blonde. Is that Mizzy? No. No, that's not Mizzy. Lala Dean? No. Whitaker. <laughs> Look at them. Whitaker, Fox, Lusardi. Yeah. Page three. <laughs> Fox. That's Fox, isn't it? No. Ain't it? Is that Mizzy? Yeah, Mizzy. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Mizzy. Four. Mm. So where's Fox? We'll find out in a minute. We've still got the picture cards to come. She looks like one of your mum's mates. Who was that? Kirsten Imry. Well, I don't know her. Yeah. There she is. Samantha Fox. Sexy Sam Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Put right his headband there as well. Yeah. Oh. Mizzy. No, you've had Mizzy. No, who's that? Who's that? Dana Goodman. Dana Goodman. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Yeah. That's a good name, isn't it, for a page three woman? Yeah. Uh, should we try 90s next week? Yeah, why not? Ooh. <laughs> uh, literally, there's a bevy of beauties there. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, when I was cleaning out my dad's flat, right? Uh, I found a pack of pornographic playing cards. What, like the, the holiday ones? Uh, with like some proper airy bushes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. German. Yeah, they weren't all stuck together or anything. No. That was one of the highlights of a fine holiday, though, wasn't it? Getting yeah. some nudie cards. Yeah, I used to love a pack of pornographic playing cards. Because you could <laughs> play cards with them and enjoy the ladies. Absolutely. Double bubble. Uh, there was a film called Dirty Girls. But they were just doing a job. Right. So this is a synopsis, right? Uh, Jamie Gillis attempts to seduce Jacqueline Lorians by showing her a series of sex films. There's lots of stories within this film. An older woman seduces a pair of younger men. On that note, Hmm. me and you, right, we're walking home from from Grey's, right? Uh, And we, we look in... Like a garden, and there's a woman, right, who's hmm. like wrestling with her new bed where the, the fellas have not like delivered it to where it's meant to go. They've just dumped it in her in her front garden, and uh, she says, "Um, hi boys, um, would you um help me get this into my bedroom, please?" Um, so we, me and you, are like, "Yeah, all right, yeah." So we carry her bed up to her bedroom, and uh, she happens to just be wearing like this like negligee, hmm. right? Uh, and she's 
clearly on, on the fucking the quest to seduce us. Yeah. How do you think that plays out for me and you? You make me wait downstairs while you cram a couple of fingers in her muff, which is still dry. Then you make her wank you off until you spunked up, and then you leave straight away and make me go as well. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> There he goes. <laughs> the early nineties. Okay, right. You got a. Uh... You got the charts up, mate? Yeah. Right, let's get me old chart up. Uh, I've got middle of the month. Right, what you got? Uh, um, we got number one. Should I do the top ten countdown? Yeah. I should get a little. I should get some little theme tunes in the podcast, shouldn't I? This could be called the top ten countdown, that, couldn't um, it? That top of the pops podcast that I really like. Like well, the one I really like. Yeah, oh, I like a bit more. Like they do stuff like that. <laughs> what? Put like a little bit of like the top ten like music and stuff. Yeah, that's really well produced, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, fucking up your game then. Should I should do some little theme tunes for the quizzes and stuff, shouldn't yeah. I? Ponce or nonce, ponce or nonce. <laughs> we should do a ponce or nonce, shouldn't we? We ain't done a ponce or nonce. Was that essentially months, wank the dog? Yeah. <laughs> all, all my quiz things. Were... <laughs> They're all wank the dog. All right, cool. Right, give us the top ten. Uh, number ten, we've got a. Uh, Juan Martin, mm. love theme from the Fallen Birds. And I don't know who Juan Martin is. That's not his name. It's plain old John Martin. Martin. Um, Juan Martin makes love, doesn't he? Yeah. But John Martin don't, does he? He just writes the love themes to get to the girls. <laughs> uh, number nine, Duran, New Moon on Monday. Yeah. Number eight, new entry, Style Council, my ever-changing moods. I like that. Uh, number seven, I like that. Uh, Joe Fagin, that's living all right. Yeah. On the way down. Uh, number six, Holiday, Madonna. Yeah. That's her first chart entry, wasn't it? Was Gambler before that? No, I think Holiday was the, I think Holiday was the first one. Did that come before Like a Virgin? Yeah. It's a good holiday. Yeah, he's good holiday, yeah. isn't it? Makes me feel like holidays. Going on holiday. Yeah, in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do you think there was any idea from holiday? what Madonna would go on to do. I don't know. I remember very early on, like, everybody thought she was, like, amazing. And she was, wasn't she? I mean, I, I remember, like, Like a Virgin and that coming out. And I remember, like, by the time of Papa Don't Preach and that, she was a very big deal, wasn't she? Yeah, that whole... Did getting the groove come before Papa Don't Preach? I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. And I remember thinking, like... Yeah, because Papa Don't Preach, Open Your Heart, they're all on True Blue, aren't they? Getting into the grooves not. That must be on the record before. No, that was from Desperately Seeking Susan, wasn't it? Of course it? it was. Of course it was. Yeah. Um, I love getting into the groove. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, really fucking good. Um, open Your Heart's really good as well. Yeah, I like that. That's just a proper pop song, that. Mm. Getting into the groove's got a bit more of a dance floor yeah. going on, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. 
yeah, so that's at number six. What else have we got? Number five, Break My Stride by Matthew Wilder. Nobody gonna become my stride. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Nobody gonna throw me down. Oh no! Not to keep on moving. Went went off on TikTok that one. Oh, did it? Yeah, my kids were all over that. Ah. Uh, number four, uh, Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Uh, number three, uh, the Thompson Twins. Doctor, Doctor. Number two, Radio Gaga by Queen. It's rubbish, Radio Gaga. I don't know. I mean. I used to quite like Queen. I remember you having a go at me for quite liking Queen. Yeah. I, I can't stand them now. I just can't hear any of their songs and mm. get any joy from them. Yeah. I, just, I remember, like, when you hear the beginning of Radio Gaga, you think, oh, it's a synth pop song. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, it's Queen. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I just, I just don't get it. Well, I do get it. I understand why people like it. But, just but, but I don't know, me. like, the thing is, is, like, they're not sort of generic, are they, Queen? They're not like, you know, just middle-of-the-road shit that sounds like everything else. They sound... Like Queen. They sound like Queen, don't they? Mm. But... I just, I just don't, don't like, like that sound. Like, nah. I don't like... I, I don't like all the... I don't like all the theatricality and, like... Yeah. And I... Do you have to just do that to be a great frontman? man? <laughs> <laughs> like, does that make you a great frontman? I really wish you looked doing that. See that. Uh, yeah, it, it don't do it for me. Um, one of the greatest moustaches of the eighties, though. Yeah, solid tash. Yeah, yeah, really good tash. Um, that was a tash with some spaff in it. What's that number one? Um, talking of tashes with spaff in it, <laughs> <laughs> Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. Yeah. Fucking fifteen weeks on the charts yeah. so far. What a record. It's, it's just fucking brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we got overexcited about that last month, I think. Did you, did you always, like, relax? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Was it one you kind of appreciated as you got older? No, because the, the curiosity of hearing it, 
And like, I remember being in Athlone-S, like the working men's club in Tilbury, with my dad. And there was a one-armed pool player. I remember just like, watching him and then like getting money off my dad to go on the jukebox. And that's where I put Relax on because I'd never heard it. But everyone was talking about it at school. Yeah. I'm putting it on in there. I'm thinking, what's rude about this? Just a load of men chilling out. Yeah. Like, um, what did you think the suck to it was? I don't know. Just thought they were just, I don't know. Sucking nice lolly, lolly or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what a fucking great record. Um, Cindy Lauper. Yep. What's going on down there, you reckon? What, a front bum? Yeah. Well, I mean, we get a lot of comments from people just saying you talk about cocks a lot, you two. Oh, like, I don't know. I, was, oh, I feel a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit old-fashioned, isn't it, to just, like, find you know find a talented woman in the top ten and just re- reduce her down to what her front bottom looks like. Mm. But that said, I reckon it's a bit of a mess, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> like your dead granddad's allotment. <laughs> and he's got all what looks like Rice Krispies matted into her pubes. Right. Need, needs quite a bit of TLC to bring it back into shape. Uh, you mentioned Dr. Doctor. Uh, can you remember going to the doctors as a kid? No. Because I remember like thinking it was like quite like exciting at first. Like you're going to go to the doctors. It was yeah. something to do, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you didn't really do a lot, did you? You just go out with your mates or just like go to school. You all get sat in front of the telly watching Fred Harris and the bloke from Finger Bobs. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, there'll be some more uh, ponce on ons next month. Um, but, um, yeah. No, like, Fred, Fred was a clean Aries. Oh, oh, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Fred, the very clean Aries. Right, all right, I'm going to give you some Arises. All right. Put them in order of nonsiness. Right. Fred. Rolf. <laughs> Whispering. Whispering Bob. Keith. Oh, Keith. <laughs> right, oh, there you go. Right, this, this game's called Dirty Aries. <laughs> Have you just made that yeah. up? <laughs> right, so I've got four Arises. Four right? Arises, and you have and to put them in order of nonsiness. So who's the dirtiest is at number one? Yeah, clean uh, Aris to dirty Aris. Right, so what are my four Arises again? Uh, Fred. Yep, number four, of course. Uh, Keith. Yep. Rolf. Yep. Whispering Bob. <sighs> right. Nothing on Fred Harris. No, there's a fucking nothing. good bloke. There's nothing. Like, number four. No, they've checked his ZX Spectrum. Nothing. Absolutely. Uh, number three, Keith. Yeah, I'll go along with that. I know he was a children's entertainer. Yeah. You know. But he says things out loud. Yeah. Uh, so that leaves both. Yeah. I don't normally trust anyone with a puppet. No. But. but- he- it's the company he's in at the moment, and isn't it? And as you said, he, he was very vocal. Yeah. What's Bob whispering about? Mm. What's that, mate? Oh, nothing. <laughs> What's that? Oh, uh, I don't what? IDR drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take it out of the back and smash it, Shirley. <laughs> Burn it, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Flush their memory sticks down the box. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
yeah, and then obviously Ralph, yeah. uh, uh, very well documented. Um, 30 hours. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got um, uh, a game as well. Oh, have you? Uh, it's a new game uh, inspired by the Thompson Twins hit. Uh, it's called Doctor Doctor. Uh, it's my what? Uh, so basically, four pop stars are one by one going to see Doctor Tom. What's his name? Tom from uh, uh, Tom uh, Bailey. Tom Bailey. Yeah, one by one they're going to see Doctor Tom. Um, but we know we don't know what their issue is. So um, by sort of observing them, yeah, uh, I want you to tell me. Right. So. Uh, the pop stars that are going in there, right? First of all, uh, uh, it, it first through the door is pint-sized pop star Nick Kershaw. Doctor, Doctor, it's my size. What, what's his issue? His mum's taking him to the doctors because she's worried he's not going to grow anymore. <laughs> he's sixteen years old and he's only three foot eight. <laughs> okay, all right. Including Snood. Including Snood. Okay. Uh, I imagine Tom Bailey would be like, look, Mrs. Kershaw, don't worry. Like, I'm sure he'll be fine. Buy him a pair of moon boots and like stick another couple of inches on him. Yeah. Uh, right, next in to see uh, Dr. Tom uh, is Francis Rossi of Status Quo. What do you reckon his problem is? Well, you've got to give, you've got to give us the slogan, haven't you? All oh, right, yeah, sorry. Uh, Dr. Doctor, it's my... Cock. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with his cock? Loads of big wafty denim clad birds with hair who's like Richard Beckinsale in Rising Damp have been pounding away on it in the Crow tour bus and he's knackered his banjo. <laughs> they would all have that haircut, wouldn't they? <laughs> That's a specific injury, the banjo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine uh, Iret and Parfits has just smashed his derivum like to bits, so he don't even bother with it anymore. Nah, it's just flapping around, and it like a <laughs> lot of fucking windsock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Um, next in to see Dr. Tom Bailey uh, is Annie Lennox um, of the Eurythmics. Uh, Dr. Doctor, it's my... Minge. <laughs> Uh, what appears to be the problem with your minge? Oh, famous for a hit little bird. She was experimenting sexually and introduced a little bird into her fanny via a toilet roll tube. Now it's stuck up there and it won't come out. Wow. Mm. Thrush. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right, last in. Okay, um, I've got a cure for that one. Have you? Yeah, Doctor lays a little trail of seed leading out from her fanny along her perineum and all around her arsehole. And by her arse, I don't mean Dave Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last thing to see, uh, uh, Dr. Tom, uh, he's um, singer of 99, uh, Luftballon. Uh, it's it's Nina. Um, Dr. Doctor, it's my... Piles. Oh, Nina's got piles? Yeah, her arsehole looks like 99 red balloons. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! Fantastic. Uh, right. What are we on to next? Uh, TV. Have you got anything? What do you want to talk about music? you got anything else on music? Um, <clears throat> um, just having a little look down the charts. Uh, I felt like, looking at this charts, the early 80s are over. It feels like it. Um, 
madness are at number 13 with Michael Caine. Mm. You know, when madness went all serious and Madonna yeah. arrived, it was the mid-80s, wasn't it? Yeah. I like Michael Caine a lot. I like Michael Caine a lot, but he's, he's very different to their jaunty early ones, isn't it? And, yeah. Ch- and Chaz sings it. Yeah. The first one he sung, wasn't it, I think? Ooh. Apart from One Step Beyond. Uh, Let the Music Play by Shannon. That's good, isn't it? Fucking great. I'll tell you what, I fucking... I, I went down a rabbit hole with that. The bloke who directed the video was called Nigel Dick. I'd never heard of him before. Have a little fucking look at this. So he worked at Stiff Records. Right. And he was in a, a the Stiff Records house band called the Stiff All Stars. Stiff uh, Dick. <laughs> Stiff, <laughs> Stiff Dick. Right. In the band was Pete Glenister. Is he right. one of the Glenisters? Nicky Graham, who wrote all the Bross stuff. And then, right, he went on to be a music video uh, right. director, right? Check this fucking music video director credits, right? Tears for Fears, Mother's Talk, Shout, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Ed Overheels, I Believe, um, Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, Guns and Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise City, Def Leppard, Rocket, uh... Alice in Chains, Down a Hole, Oasis, Rock and Roll Star, Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger, Champagne Supernova, Manson, Wide Open Space. Then fucking, he ends up doing like Britney Spears, um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Fucking hell. No, I'd never fucking heard of him. And he's done a video to let the music play? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's rubbish. It's good, though, isn't it, let the music play? Yeah, it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? It's a proper tune, isn't it? I never let the music play, did I? No, you didn't, did you? You'd no. start the music mm. off, and then you'd stop the music and put something else on. Yeah. You'd let the music play for about 25 seconds. That never got flagged when they were fucking watching me play with the stickle bricks. <laughs> uh... Do you know Spotify? You know you have to listen listen to something for 30 seconds for it to count as a play. Yeah, I did know that because you, yeah, you've told me that before. But has right. anything you listen to on Spotify ever registered as a play? If I'm working, it's on in the background. But if I'm looking at it like before we press record tonight, yeah, I don't think thirty seconds. You got an itchy trigger finger, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm a maverick. <laughs> Loose cannon, me. Uh, one small day by Ultravox. How's that go? Don't know. No, why? Another song by fucking Henry Mancini. He done Pink Panther, didn't he? Oh, was that from the Thornbirds yeah. as well? Was, who was Thornbirds? Uh, just like an American... Richard Chamberlain. Chamberlain, wasn't it? Yeah. Ladies loved Richard Chamberlain, didn't mm. they? Was he a gentleman? He made love. He made love, didn't he? Yeah. Not for long. Not like Julio Inglesias. Yeah. Or Errol Brown. Uh, uh, I've got number 27, Break Machine, Street Dance. Did you know they were the opening band uh, in 1984 at the Pink Toothbrush? What, Break Machine? The opening night of the Pink Toothbrush, because we're 40 this year. Oh, really? Oh, what, when the name got changed? Uh, yeah, to yeah. become the Pink Toothbrush, the opening night was Break Machine. Really? Mm. Fucking hell, that must have been a big deal at the time then. Yeah. So, so when would that have been then? Uh, what What month? Uh, April 1984. Yeah. Yeah, because April this year we celebrate 40 years. Fucking hell. 
man, look, for you. Yeah, yeah, he's mad, isn't he? Especially so, so many fucking clubs. Like since I started gigging in like the early two thousands, mm. like the amount of fucking clubs and pubs that have gone to the wall. It's not a club nightclub in Basel, uh, in uh, Romford anymore. How mad's that? There's not a nightclub in Romford. What's Big Bold Brad doing? Fuck knows. Sitting there saying the fucking shit business with Bruno Brooks. Just singing all over the records to himself. Do you know what? I mean, we lost Steve Wright this month, and I don't think we've, we've mentioned him yet. Uh, he, he only pegged it the other day, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, uh, and I've seen a load of the old, like, I've seen Gary Davis on the telly talking <laughs> about it and that. But I ain't seen Bruno Brooks. And, like, and I really hope... I really hope that he like, people were just like, nah, fuck off, mate. You didn't <laughs> like him. You just wanted to get your fucking little mullet head on telly again. I don't think... Do, do you think there'll be this outpouring of love for Bruno Brooks? No one will care. <laughs> Sad little man. <laughs> <laughs> he weren't nice. And when you see the footage of him now... It's a weird job, though, isn't it, Radio DJ? Like, it's a lonely fucking... It's, it's a lonely, like, ego-driven world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at Chris Miles, and, like, that, that, that speaks volumes. But, like, it is weird. You see interviews with Gary Davis, and he just goes, oh, yeah, the 80s were great. And, like, and he's trying to be all humble, but you just think, I bet you was quite unpleasant then. Oh, Gary Davis? Yeah. I mean, it, he was just... He had a suave hairdo, didn't he? Mm. He had his suit jacket on with the sleeves rolled up, mm. and he was just probably smashing loads of birds around the back of the fucking Radio One Roadshow. Radio bus. One Roadshow bogs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because like, even when we were growing up, if you go to Pizzazz, like a lot of the DJs, can you remember when we first like, again? It was like a little bloke who had a mullet. It looked a bit like Bruno Brooks. I can't remember. And like would wear like a sort of red suit jacket. And like, and now when you think, I'm glad we never went for that look because we wouldn't have pulled it off anyway because we weren't smooth, were we? Yeah. But there was like blokes that wanted to be smooth, weren't they? Have you ever rolled up suit jacket sleeves? No. I have one suit jacket. I have one suit that my dad had in probably the early 80s. I used to wear it on stage with serious problem. And that time we all got fucking... Well, that. that beige one? Yeah. Was that your dad's? Yeah. And I remember, like, when uh, when we had all that trouble at that Lilo gig and we ended up having to go to court for uh, fucking being mugged and all of that malarkey, I remember going to court and wearing that suit and we, we bumped into someone who we both know and he was a city boy and he was like, fucking hell, mate. What are you wearing? <laughs> and, like, I remember thinking I looked quite cool, but uh, I think at that point I'd, I'd realised that like people in London wear suits every day, and they've got like quite a, you know a not look. beige ones though. They don't wear like beige suits and uh, and yellow shirts, and think they look cool. I didn't look cool. I used to make them linen suits. Mm, Owen Paul would wear one of them. Yeah, like just like. Folded up like no shoes. He's, he's thrown his espadrilles off and he's just walking along the beach with his acoustic over his back. Birds like them linen suits, though. Like, yeah, and, and you could get a bit of spaff on the trousers and that, and it wouldn't notice so much. Yeah. Do you reckon Owen Paul still kind of like has got that look? 
and just like uh Was it you were saying he fell off the stage? <laughs> yeah. It's one of the great things I've ever seen. <laughs> it was at one of them eighties festivals and uh and Owen Paul like he come on and he was like because he was Scottish, he said something about simple minds, like how he grew up with them and they were still best mates, and I just thought, Yeah, I bet they're not. Yeah, where are they watching they Owen? Yeah, yeah. Like and uh and then he was like, yeah, so uh, anyway, this one does go out to my boy, Simple Minds. Bam, bam. Hey, 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 hey. And it was like, oh, for fuck's sake, just play Favourite Waste of Time and just fuck off, mate. Like, we're all waiting for Sydney Youngblood. And uh, and I remember, like, he just sort of come down the front and he was just like, dun, dun, hey, 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 hey. Ooh, whoop. And he went off the stage. Oh, fucking hell. proper took a tumble, a good, like, six-foot drop. And he's only pint size, isn't he? And uh, and now when you think, bless him, he must have just thought, right, I'm getting 400 quid cash for this. I've got to get through it. And like, and he sort of got back up on the stage. You could see he really hurt himself, but he was like, must do gig. Like, you know, I'll keep ringing Jim Kerr, but he's not paying me mortgage. He's not helping me out. He won't even lend me a score. So I've got to finish this set. Yeah, it's a shit business. On it. Just looking down the chart as well, um, up to 46, Dance Hall Days by Wang Chung. Do you like that? Nah. Do you like it? Not really. Um, Are are they doing the Owen Paul thing? I don't know. They were big in America. Oh, right. Yeah, I think they cracked it over there. Did that get in a film or something? Yeah. Can we dance? Mm. Mm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I think one of the blokes that wrote Me, it, this is band. Everyone we knew. <laughs> Rehearses down at Mark's place. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Uh, is it Wang or Chung? I don't know. Wang's a good name. Uh, Wang's another name for a man's penis. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah. Uh, Jump by Van Halen's going up the charts. Do you like Jump? Um, no, I think I used to when I was going through my metal phase, but I never liked it so much I got a patch of my jacket. <laughs> Uh, uh, where were you hiding when the storm broke at 48 by the alarm? That's a good name for a band. Yeah. All right. They, they had some mullets, didn't they, the alarm? Yeah. 68 Guns is a good tune. Yeah, he's a tune, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think I know anything else by them. No, nah, nor do I. I was hoping you might help me out there, but no, no. I don't either. Um, a band called Reflex. Flex, 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 flex. Flex. The Politics of Dancing. So I don't remember these. But I got offered him, the bloke from the Reflex. Yeah. What, for your podcast? Yeah. Oh, were you too big for him? No, but I, I went and checked him out. Um, Is it shit? Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a little look at one of the fucking things that was lower down the charts um, and thought, oh, that sounds like an 80s thing. And it was fucking rubbish. It was just out, outside the top 40. It was... Living in a world, private lives... Yeah, that. Living in a world turned upside down by private lives. How bad? I mean, it's just like, it's just shy. It's just like he had a, in the video, he's got, he's got a really big face like David Platt. <laughs> <laughs> now, his face is too big for his head. Yeah. That. All right. Um, but I'll tell you what was a bit further down the charts was uh, Kiss Me by Tintin. Um oh. So he 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 put that out on a record label in 1982, and nothing happened with it. Yeah, and then um, 
Richie, for listeners, Stephen Tintin Duffy, right? Yeah. yeah. But but he put it out called Tintin originally, and I discovered on Wikipedia today, he put it out in 1984, um, just in the West Midlands, like just had like a load of singles pressed himself and flogged them, and it got a number 78 in the charts. And wow. that's like, that's the peak of it. And then obviously, like, he ended up with his deal and it come back later in the year and got re-released. Ah, right. I thought that seemed early. Yeah. Right. Because he famously was in an early incarnation of... Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Uh, I, read, uh, read, I read John Taylor from Duran Duran's book. And uh sounds like Stephen Duffy was a bit of a cunt. Well, it sounds like John Taylor was a bit of a cunt as well, but yeah. I, I think Stephen Duffy like just sort of left them all in the lurch a bit. Well, we, I mean, we it worked met out him, right, didn't we? Worked out all right for him, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, we ain't struggling with a mortgage. I'm sure he ain't. Like, he wrote a load of Robbie Williams songs, didn't he? I, I think Stephen Duffy probably was struggling with his mortgage and then got involved with Robbie Williams and now ain't struggling with his mortgage anymore. Yeah. We did bump into him, didn't we? We went to see him a few years ago, didn't we? Yeah. Little in-store, a rough trade. Yeah. Seemed all right. That was all right. Do you think he's a ponce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Has he featured in ponce or nonce? I think so. I'll bring back ponce oh, or nonce next no month. There's no nonces left. I've next done all month. the nonces. I keep trying to think of it. Like, I literally looked at it today, and it's like, there's loads of ponces, but like... I feel like I've exhausted all the nonces. Right, if you've got any ideas of nonces from the 80s... Yeah. Um, just hashtag ponce or nonce. Right. Uh, to the... What's the Twitter handle? At... In the 80s. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, something like that. Is the 80s, like, written... Like, all right, come on. We're still on off, off the fucking cuff. You don't even know the Twitter handle. Right, okay. Right. Right, I'll... I'll, I'll start, right? So, Stephen Duffy... What, you're doing an ad hoc, yeah, yeah, ponce yeah, or nonce? Yeah, yeah. Well, we just said he's a ponce. Right, okay. Um, no, save it till next month. Do it properly. Why, have you got a nonce? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do him last, right? <laughs> have you got enough ponces? No, I'm struggling with ponces now. I've done Dave Sylvia, haven't I? I must have what, done. Oh, what about Mick Khan? Who's he? Uh, the bass player. Do you know what? I'm going to save it for next month. Yeah, save it for next month. All right. I'm quite pleased with the nonce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but write, write it down because you're pissed and you won't remember. Yeah. All right. Okay. I will do. Right. Uh, uh, are you done with music? I think so. Um, White Lines has just entered in at 59, but we'll get on to that because that's obviously going to... Oh, yeah. Uh, at number 60... James Ingram and Michael McDonald. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my baby. Where was that? Up and over at 60. Oh, right. That would be going up as well, yeah. wouldn't it? That's the bearded sound. Hard and roll, hard roll. That leads to a bad day. Fucking brilliant. Uh, so yeah. I, I arranged to meet, uh, meet my mate Pete uh, up in London one time. Right. And uh, he, uh, I said, Texted him on the day, you still up for today? And he texted back, Yamo be there. Oh, I wish fucking you knew up your game. I wish you'd say stuff like that to me. I'd be really impressed with that. I'm probably the best person to have on WhatsApp. <laughs> but <I> just... <laughs> <laughs> right. But I can't fucking be bothered with it. I'm going to get the telly up. 
Are we done on music? Well, we, we're done on music, but I've got a sort of music slash events uh, thing. All right. Okay, what you got? Don't know whether we should... Uh, let's, should we save it? If you want. Save it for, save it for events. All right. Right, my computer's just died, so I'm working off my phone now. It's going to be fucking me right. squinting at it. I've got midweek TV on BBC. Um, breakfast time kicks off with Boff and Selena Scott, plus Pop with Mike Smith. Um, was he a cunt, Mike Smith? I reckon so. Yeah. Right. What was he doing in the bloody helicopter? <laughs> like, um... Uh, then there's some wildlife was it, shit. Was it his own helicopter? Yeah. He, You've got to be a cunt and you, to have your own helicopter. Yeah, yeah. I don't count Gary Newman in. Like, he, he had his own plane. Yeah. I don't think Gary Newman's a cunt. No. Nah. I think he just needed to get away and get a bit of space. Yeah. Mike Smith just wanted attention. Yeah. Like Noel Edmonds. Yeah. Like Noel Edmonds got his own taxi and he drives around with a mannequin in the back. Really? Yeah. That's the sort of thing you'd do. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm Noel Edmonds. <laughs> you're buying it, aren't too dissimilar? I need a tidy beard, though, don't I? You do need a tidy beard. Uh, then C-Fax is on from 9.25 to 10.30. And I mean... They're just filling time in, aren't they, with that? But I know that they made a big fuss about C-Fax. And what was the item? Was it ITV Oracle? Yeah. Like, fuck me, an hour of just looking at, like, shit graphics. But you're not meant to watch it, it's just saving them money, isn't it? I they ain't got to make an actual programme. 10.30 play school with uh, Floella Benjamin uh, and Fraser Wilson. Who's Fraser Wilson? I don't know. I don't know. Who's uh, like Floella Benjamin? She's one of the best ones. Her and Kent. Like, yeah, polo earrings. Mm. Like, uh, then um, after uh, a little bit of TV, we get back at 11.20 for more from CFAX for another hour. Oh, fucking hell. Fucking rubbish. Well, Don't worry. CFAX? After that, it's news, then regional news, then Pebble Mill. But we're at school now anyway, aren't we? Yeah, but if you was off sick, strap in, 145, bod. <laughs> Yes. Do you remember all the themes from Bod? Well, hang on. All right. Narrated by John uh, John Lamazurier. Um, oh, yeah. Dad's Army. <laughs> Who wrote that? What, the Bod theme? Mm-hmm. Was that Henry Mancini? Mm-mm. Gary Barlow? No. Will I know it? No. Uh, are they a well-known songwriter? No. Am I going to know it? Oh, Why have you asked me? It's Derek Griffiths. Derek Griffiths wrote the theme tune from Bod? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could have got that with a clue. Look. Because he wrote the theme tune to Heads and Tails, didn't he? Heads and Tails, Heads and Tails, yeah. Fucking hell. So, did he write the other theme tunes from Bod? What a fucking legend. So what was was it? PC Copper. How was that? Do you remember it or not? No. Pop pop pom 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 pop pop pom 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 pop pop pom pom. And then Aunt Flo. Sexy one, wasn't it? Was it? 
Yeah. Go on. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. What else was left? Frank the Postman. Go on. Go on, Derek. Was that it? Nah, Farmer Barley Mo. Oh, yeah, Farmer Barley Mo, yeah. I never remember his theme. I was going to Aunt Flo. Right. Fucking hell. Yeah, all music is done by Derek Griffiths. I mean, when you think of like... Why that one? Don't know, Funky, groovy. And then at two o'clock, that was the year. Oh, it's just loads of raw shit. Uh, then there was a film on in the afternoon. Then it's more news. Magic roundabout at uh, five to four. And so you're getting in from school now. Uh, five to four. Uh, so at ten to four, it's magic roundabout. At five to four, it's play school. Uh, but you're, you're getting in from the last year at... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fucking junior school, and I'm getting in from the first year at senior school. Right, okay. Roy Kinnear was on play school that day. Uh, then at, at 20 past four, Heathcliff the Cack. you remember that? Yeah. I, I can remember his face, I think. Was it a cartoon? Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't remember anything about it other than just a picture of him. Only on for five minutes. So you've just had a load of fucking play school for ages. They give you a cartoon for five minutes. And strap in. Next fucking forever. Jack and Ori. With Christopher Guard, The Phantom Tollbooth. By Norton Juster. I mean, it don't sound any good, does it? Why would anyone want to hear someone just tell you a story on telly? Oh. Anyway, after that, Grandad. Uh, Clive Dunn. Um, do you do remember you... anything about Grandad? The theme tune? Yeah, just like some silly old cunt. He was just a Wally, wasn't he? I don't remember. It was Clive Dunn, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was just like... I just remember being like a bit of a hapless old... 
wally in like a fucking flat cap. And yeah, just... old-fashioned and that. Yeah. Uh, the, the synopsis for this is the parrots poorly. How can Grandad and Bert make him better? Fuck me. Like, uh, news round. Anyone ever had a look at him? Uh, Clive Dunn? No. Craven? Uh, yeah. Oh. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, t- controlling kids' information. Suspect. Ten past five, think of a number. I used to love that. that Johnny Ballbag? Yeah. Like, uh, this week Johnny decides to say it with numbers. Uh, he whistles for the thistle sifter, finds out how a turtle draws, and even meets a computer that talks back. Oh, just fucking... He was a good bloke, Johnny Ball. He was, he? and like I put him in the Fred Harris category. Yeah. You, there's no need to check his hard drive. Not in the slightest. Nothing. He's not, not researched. He's not just like... Oh, had, he had was a researched. Yeah, Science. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. yeah. But not like... Yeah, Nothing he didn't like do that. anything for research. He wasn't just bored one day and... Just went down a rabbit hole and ended yeah. up on the dark web. No, it, it never happened. No. You have a look at his credit card. No, nothing. There's nothing, nothing. on that statement. Like, nothing. Uh, yeah, then, then he isn't frightened every time he gets an email through, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, nothing to hide. Bit of Russell Harty, then Taxi. Do you watch Taxi? Uh, yeah. I used to love Taxi. I, I think I loved it as well, but I don't think fundamentally I understood what the fucking hell was going on. But do you think anyone understood what was going on with Andy Kaufman in that? No, probably not, actually. I don't think they were. Like, I remember just thinking he was quite funny, but I remember just thinking, like, it's weird, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I remember thinking Danny DeVito was funny, but I think that was just because he was short and fat. Yeah. Uh, and you knew he had, like, a tiny little buttoncock. Definitely. And, like... It's weird, isn't it, though? Because Andy Kaufman probably wouldn't have been any more confusing than lots of things about the adult world when you're a kid. Yeah. It's all confusing, isn't it? It's good, though, isn't it, that, like, we're, like, 50 and we still ain't worked him out. Nah. <laughs> like, that's quite good, isn't it? He was wired differently, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Have you watched, like, much on him? Nah. I, I, what, what was the film? Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Yeah. Yeah, and I watched a documentary. About Carey playing him. Maybe, on, yeah. Like, about how he was in character on set for the whole thing. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's fucking mental. Like, it's on Netflix. It's amazing. Oh, really? It's all about... No, I don't think I've seen that. Jim Carey's thought he was Andy Kaufman for the whole of that set and would behave like Kaufman when they weren't even rolling. It's fucking <laughs> crackers. Like, oh, it's a really good point. Was he really doing it or was he just being a cunt? Well, that's for you to decide. Ah. Like, uh, there's a programme after that called Cockles. What's that about? Has it got the little summary? Six-part series starring Davy Jones. From uh, the Monkeys? Yeah. Yeah, it's about his cock. Oh. Uh... Yeah, and that's but pretty... he had the smallest cock in the monkeys. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Who had the biggest cock in the monkeys? Dolins. Nesmith. You think Nesmith? Yeah. Was he the one in the act? Yeah, it was long, long and thin. Hmm. Dolins probably had more girth. Yeah. Talk had a. <laughs> Just that night was it Talk? Yeah. Was it Peter, Peter talk? talk? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dad, I think he's going to torque her. <laughs> <laughs> 
just the name Talk makes you think he had one like a baby's arm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, rigid. Yeah, always hard. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Let's get me notes back up. Uh, oh, Spitting Image was launched. Oh, was it? Yeah, this month. Uh, what were your memories of that? Uh, again, I used to fucking love Spitting Image. I don't remember, like... I remember just thinking, like, thinking the chicken song and never met a nice South African and all that was hilarious. Yeah, but but you must have already seen Spitting Image by then. Yeah, I mean, when was chicken song? 86? I guess. Like... Um, What's that? That's a dark pint. Yeah. Uh, What's that? Like a uh, like a Guinness a equivalent. Yeah. Me, me, me mate sent us a few beers for Christmas. Oh. Uh, it's a Christmas. It's what's it called? Christmas Kitty. Kitty was apparently the name that Cliff Richard used to use when he signed into the Elm Guest House. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sinister, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's bleak, isn't it? Yeah. Kitty doesn't live here anymore. Kitty had a room on the second floor. Mm. Left no forwarding address. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the best. Yeah. Um, Blue Thunder was released as well. Remember Blue Thunder? I think that was about a helicopter. Blue Thunder? Yeah, it weren't... Was it like the... Now, what am I thinking? Street Hawk and Airwolf. Oh, Airwolf. What yeah. was Street Hawk? Like a motorbike? Yeah, Street, Street Hawk was, was like a motorbike version of... Um, Airwolf. Um, no, like Knight Rider. Yeah. So you had Knight Rider was a car. Street Street Hawk? Yeah, it was a motorbike. And Airwolf was, was, it was, was the helicopter. Name? Michael Van... Day? No. It was something like that. Yeah. He was a right good-looking fucker, and I think he, he fell on the troubled times. I think he died a couple of years ago. Uh... But yeah, uh, Blue Thunder. I'm sure that was about a fucking helicopter as well. I can't remember. Other than that, it was probably just about uh, shit cider. Um, what was the name of the cider we used to drink? White Lightning. Fuck me. White Lightning! <laughs> we would literally drink that warm as well, wouldn't we? We'd yeah. just go on off in. We'd all what was the, what was the, 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 there was a brand, oh, Diamond White, wasn't yeah. there? And then you had... White Lightning was like a shit version of it, wasn't it? Yeah. And oh, Electric White. Electric White, yeah. We'd have electric shite, wouldn't we? Oh. Like. And uh, that, and it was so cheap, they'd never keep it in the fridge, so yeah. it was just like warm syrup, wasn't it? It was like literally buying two litres of that, and it was probably about, I don't know, 7%. I remember we'd uh, every week, if we was going to endure the, the club in town, like the shit club, We'd we'd all go over the field, wouldn't we? Litre and half. Wild lightning. Just chuck that shit down. Yeah. Warm. Do like... you remember the time that bloke turned up? Who must have been about? I mean, we'd have been like nineteen, maybe. Nineteen. Yeah, we weren't older than that. And there was a bloke turned up who was considerably older than us, probably like mid thirties. He had sort of grey hair, and uh, he had like he had some whiz, and. Uh, we passed our side around to him and he gave us some whiz. Did we then go into Pizzazz? I think so. It was very, uh, very strange. Just come and sat down with us and uh, and just started chatting and then he had all this whiz. And so, <laughs> so, like, for a sip of warm cider, he gave us some whiz. 
in hindsight, he probably made a few fucking wrong decisions in life. Yeah. Like, um, the first time I had Wheeze was in Hollywoods. Um, I don't even know what night it was. It, unless they were playing it ironically. But I remember, was it me and Bollocks or me and Jill had done this Wheeze? And uh, and I just got overexcited and wanted to dance. And I just remember dancing to Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Fucking hell. And like, and someone just going like, Roy, like, what are you doing? And I was having the best time. Yeah. Uh, You'd had a mind-altering substance, hadn't you? Yeah. And I remember getting home and being like, I'm putting sunglasses on when I got indoors <laughs> just because I thought my dad was going to come in my room and see my pupils. He's probably more worried about you wanking that tiny bullet until the early hours of the morning. <laughs> I do remember just laying there thinking... I'm going to get perfection out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had honey, I shrunk the cock, though. It weren't happening. No. It weren't happening. Uh, all right, well, look, uh, I think we're kind of nearly there with uh, TV. Uh, so before we get on to news and sport... Have you got? Have you got another round? I've got another round of eighties rhyming slang. Right, I loved it last month. Go on, what you got? It was never going to match last month, but uh, right, right. Here's the first one: Duran Duran. Oh, Duran. And not all sexy. Sometimes it's just you know a normal thing. If you need a clue, just ask. I'll have a clue. Right, I'm off for a fortnight in Benidorm in August. I'm going to come back with a lovely Duran Duran. Suntan? Yes. Fantastic. Uh, next one, uh, Depeche Mode. Road. Mm, that's a good guess. See if you can get it after the clue. I had a fantastic night Saturday. I went back to that bird's house and shot my Depeche on a smash hits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well done. Oh, I don't get that. Uh, Thompson Twins. Oh. Quims? No, it's not, that's not strictly speaking a rhyme. Right. I'll give you a clue, see if you get it. Go on. Fucking dustmen are back on strike. I haven't had me Thompsons emptied for a fortnight. <laughs> That sounds like bollocks, not beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Any more? Kelly LeBrock. Right. Is the clue going to be, pulled this bird at a club and went home and she went to work on me, Kelly? Summit along the lines of that. What have you got? Uh, she knows that was you who nicked her camera, you know, and took a photo of your Kelly. She recognised the mole on the tip. <laughs> Oh, fucking brilliant. Uh, right, and to finish up, Go on. Um, Keegan's perm. Sperm? Spot on. Mark oh. Harmon had his stomach pump and it contained eight pints of Keegan's. <laughs> <laughs> More 80s rhyming slang next month. Absolutely. See, the thing is, unless I, now I know what it is, it's not so appealing, but the thought of going into a pub and asking for a pint of Keegan's. Yeah, it sounds quite manly. Yeah. Uh, right, got, so for news... Got a good head on it. Yeah, it's got a good head on it. Yeah. Right, news and sport. February the 7th, the first untethered spacewalk 
He's made by astronauts, uh, astronauts, Bruce McCandless and Robert L. Stewart during NASA's STS-41B space mission. Rather than be attached to the shuttle, the astronauts control their propulsion using specially designed jetpacks. Right. In 1984, well, now let's just say we're like 18, right? And they just go, right, look, we're doing an experiment now. Can right. I have a jetpack? Where do I sign up for a jetpack? <laughs> <laughs> would you, uh, hey, would you go into space? Do I get to go on a jetpack? Yeah. Yes. With me. Now, I've said to you in space, bored, lonely. You've got no fucking attention span. Imagine you in space, surrounded by nothing. I'd take like, sweets and stuff. Oh, would you? Yeah. Yeah, but they'd just be floating around. Yeah, I know, but that'd be a game in itself, wouldn't it? I probably... Oh, do you know what? You're right. I will be insufferable. And also, like, what are we talking about? Like, you'd probably be wanking a lot, so your spaff would just be floating around the spaceship all the time. I often wonder about that. Like, if you do spunk up in space... Yeah, it just floats around. So, like, you're literally just kind of doing that, like, cool swimming through the air stuff, just going to, like, I don't know, go and make a cup of tea or whatever. Yeah, and your spaff floats by. But then, like, how do you have a drink? Like, don't, like, your, your tea and your milk and all that, that's all separate, and that all just, like, floating around as well. Yeah, it just floats around, and you have to just try and, like, spoon it in your mouth. So, basically, you're just going into space to play Pac-Man. Yeah. Sounds all right. You'd be shit in space. No, I wouldn't. I'd be all right in space. Why would you be all right? You wouldn't, because I know exactly what happened, right? You'd be late getting to space, right? And then when you got there, you'd be like... Right, but you want all of your normal fucking creature comforts, but in space. You'd want all your fucking meals to be exactly the same. You wouldn't you want the fucking normal telly. You were. You, you, I'll get on all right with them fucking little packets with dried stuff in. You'd you be wouldn't. crying about it. You wouldn't. Like, I, 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 I like everything. No, you don't. I do. You don't. Like, you're a, you, you're a creature of habit, and like. And you're stubborn as well, right? So you'd be like, oh, I ain't eating that. I, I tried that once. I don't like that. No, I'll never and say like, that. Oh, I'll have yours in. And like, no, you wouldn't. And like, and, no, and that's I, you. You don't like I'll things. go and hide it behind the cupboard for later. <laughs> <laughs> Where have all the space biscuits gone? <laughs> well, where can they be? All that's in here is that big space unit. Hey, when did Roy get up last night? <laughs> He must have been up last night. There's his spaff floating past. <laughs> and all them page three cards floating around. <laughs> Some crumbs. <laughs> See, I'd be the better to take them cards into space. Cool. And I think everyone would be like, look, Roy, it's 2024. Like, what are you doing? Like, times have moved on. Yeah. I reckon by night three, someone would just be like... Uh, Crack cars up, Roy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, have a game of cars, Roy. I'd be like, what? And like... Can yeah. I borrow them? I want to go and patience in me pod. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a little count up at the end of the night. I mean, like, it's 51 cards. And like... No, it's all right. Two of them are stuck together. <laughs> 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 all right. Okay, uh, and sport-wise, 
Uh, it was rally driving was all I had. Uh, what happened? Have you got anything in rally driving? No, just like, I don't know. It's boring, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, not really interested in it. Uh, Steve Davis won the 1984 International Masters. All oh, right. Beating Dave Martin in the final. Who's Dave Martin? Um, he's the brother of uh, Juan Martin, <laughs> who wrote the Thornbirds theme. <laughs> it was a very successful year for the Martins. It's weird, isn't it? Like, snooker in the 80s, like, apart from Cliff Thorburn, like, no one had cool names, did they? Steve Davis, and who did he beat? Uh, Dave Martin. I don't know, Tony Mio. Oh, yeah. Who's the others? Dennis Dennis Taylor. Dennis Taylor. Ray Reardon. Mm, that's quite a cool name. Willie Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> I can never hear the name Willie Thorne without thinking of Snookaloo. Yeah. Oh, Willie Thorne, his hair's all gone and his mates <laughs> all take the rise. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about this last month, about like when me and Lars joined the Snooker Club? I don't know whether we did or not, or whether we talked about it when we was out for a walk the other day. I might have been then, yeah. Joined the snooker club. Like, I was hoping I'd see, like, the underworld in there and stuff like that. What, really? Yeah. But I remember just... Uh, do you know what? I just thought I might be get... Because uh, I think I was probably about 15. I thought I might just get served a pint underage in there. It's just largely a load of old cunts with time on their hands, isn't it? Yeah. Just a load of divorced blokes all just <laughs> drinking too much and just playing snooker. I went and played uh, snooker last Friday with Dave uh, and a couple of the old boys who used to go football on a Saturday. Is it quiet in there? Yeah, quite quiet. I hate that. Yeah, but you have to be quiet playing snooker Why? so you can concentrate on it. No. You, have to, talk. Con- you have to concentrate on the fruit machines, but it's still like... <laughs> going on all the time, isn't it? You there? can talk and have a bit of a laugh and that. Can you? Yeah. I remember going... When I with within going- reason. Yeah, exactly. You when can't went, take your megaphone in. No, I wasn't going to. But like, when, I remember when I joined the Sportsman and I go in there to play snooker, all you do is like the, the knock of like snooker balls and it was just like people were like, <laughs> you're shot. And they'd be like, <laughs> we're not on telly. It's not a library. You just have a fucking laugh. Yeah, but you can have a laugh. Why, but... No, why can you have a laugh playing pool but you can't play in snooker? It's a bigger table, so you need to concentrate more. No. That's bollocks. Like, no one was fucking being quiet on people throwing arrows. No one's got... Look, look at the no, size of the snooker table just... look at the size of the football pitch. No one's quiet there. Why snooker? Have a bit of respect for snooker, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I'm what? never going to watch snooker with you. Like, well, we get thrown out, there'd be a couple of... Sh- sh- like... And tennis, you're not allowed to be. You're not allowed to have fun at tennis, are you? You have to just be boring there. Oh, tennis is for cunts, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I think snooker might be. What for cunts? Yeah, not posh cunts, but just cunts. No, but it, it like unless you own a snooker club and like you're a villain in the sixties. Yeah, it's boring. No, I don't think snooker's boring. I, I quite enjoyed it the other day. Really? Did yeah. you put a couple of balls in a fucking sock and do anything? No, I've got fucking. I've got a, a two-ball break though. What's that mean? I'm, I put it a red and a colour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't like things. You have to be quiet. You're just louder fucking, than me. Do, do, like, don't go a snooker then. I'm not. I can be loud, but I can also be quiet and reflective. I've got a lot of different facets to my personality. Um, I, 
just uh, as a little uh, addendum to that. Go on. Um, so, uh, David mentioned down the pub, right. there's a bloke he drinks with called Pat the Racist. Right. He's like this old bloke who's about 80 who looks like Bernard Cribbins. Nice fella. Um, I mean, he seems all right, apart from his views. Um, but Pat the Racist, he's, like, he's an old single bloke in his 80s, and uh, he's, he's told stories a couple of times down the pub about um, – because he's still on the market, you know, uh, and on the lookout for for birds. Um, He pulled an old lady um, in the queue for the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he ended up going back around the house and giving her one. And he went, uh, yeah, I've got to be honest, it was quite boring. She just kept talking about her electricity and gas bills. And, and he pulled this other old lady who'd had a fall outside Waitrose. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. And How old is he? 80, 80-something. That ain't a nice image, is it? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if 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 I get to 80 and I've still got a bit of lead in my pencil and I want to have it off, I mean, I don't like the idea of just pulling a woman who's just had a fall. No, he didn't. He, he he didn't like get her while she was injured and drag her around his house. But she, uh, he waited with her till the ambulance came. Much the same. And then uh, she went off in the ambulance. Yeah. Uh, still unsullied. And then he saw her in town a couple of weeks later, and she was grateful that he'd stayed with her till the ambulance came. So they went for a cup of tea and ended up going around her house, and he gave her one. That ain't a fucking bit of Simon. Uh, what's his name? Bates. Simon Bates. Oh, fucking hell. No, I just... It's horrible the thought of all these old people having it off. This old bloke who looks like Bernard Cribbins just banging some old deer who's going on about her electricity and gas bill. It ain't the banging bit, right? I, I get that. Right? No, old people having it off is horrible. It is horrible, right? But you what... like lemon party. Like... <laughs> but what I like is like, the thought that like they're horny... And yeah, like, I just want to have it. I've got to get lead. Like the thought that like the like the first bit of urgency in maybe five years of their lives. Yeah, but that's why I don't like it when people find their wives sexy. It's just like <laughs> if you want sexy, buy yourself some page three playing cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just have a wank like normal people. Stop exactly. fancying your wife. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. Like. Well, what's your thoughts on? Um, I mean, we're recording this on the fifteenth of uh, February. Like, what are your thoughts on? We're going to go on a Valentine's Day in a minute, but uh, people going on social media to uh, to wish their partners a happy Valentine's. <sighs> Just tell them you're standing next yeah. to them. You it's gonna... all for show nowadays, though, isn't it? It's just the way yeah. the world is. Yeah, it's like if you don't do it publicly, no one knows about it. Is that all right though? Like, what? What? It's, it's, it's fine if they don't know, right? No, but it ain't all right. Don't count anymore unless everyone knows about it. Uh, oh, do you know what was in the charts actually? That's just popped back into my head. What? Rockwell. Oh yeah. So what? Somebody's watching me. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. It's Michael Jackson, isn't it? Yeah, was he so? Was he Barry Goldie who put the track together or yeah. something? I mean, is that his biggest kind of statement, Michael Jackson? Well, apparently, I always feel like somebody's watching me. 
And I have no privacy. Well, someone should have said something. Yeah, could have saved a lot of heartache. Apparently, he had like a series of bells, didn't he, that led up to his bedroom. So if anyone was coming, like there was like three bell warnings or something. What, before like wires? Yeah, basically, yeah. Put the Jesus juice away. Pull your trousers up. Bong. Put your ass cheeks together. They're coming. Bong. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, that's horrible. Right. What's less horrible, right? Let, let's let's get back to the, the, the joys of love and, and Valentine's. Pat Chat? Oh, uh, uh, I've got something else for events. Oh, we are. Um, so it was the, um, uh, the 1984 Brit Awards. Really? What time did the Brit Awards start? They started like, we've talked about it over the last couple of years. I think they started properly last year. Right. So this is the 1984 Brit Awards. I don't know who fucking presented it. Oh, the host for the second year running was Tim Rice. Is he some like? Musicals come. Yeah, he's he's Andrew Lloyd Webber's foil, isn't he? Boring. <laughs> yeah, he's boring, yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks, mate. So right, I'm gonna go through the through the categories. Right. And I'm gonna read you out the nominations and you okay. have to tell me who won. Brilliant. Right. Producer of the year. So it's 1984, so it will have been the previous... It would have been up until this, this point. So, Relax you know, wouldn't have featured. No. Right. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, because it's in the charts at the moment. And um, Band Aid ain't happened yet. It's, next, it's, it's Christmas coming, isn't it? All right, okay, what we got? Right, British Producer of the Year. Uh, Alan Winstanley and Clive Langer. Mm-hmm. Peter Collins. Done what he did. Steve Lillywhite, Trevor Horn, Steve Levine. Steve Levine. Steve Levine. Culture Club. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, international artist. Right. You can play along at home as well, or if you're on the train or in the toilet, you can play along with this. If you're on the train, shout the answer out. <laughs> Right, but don't just shout the answer out because we haven't got a buzzer or anything, so you have to shout out rape and then the answer, right? Yeah. Uh, right, international artist, uh, Hall and Oates, uh, Billy Joel, uh, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Men at Work. I'm going to go Billy Joel. Three warnings before you get into his bedroom is Michael Jackson. Oh, uh, he also got the Special Achievement Award Best Selling Album of the Year, Thriller. Mm. Right. Uh, British Breakthrough Act. Uh, Big Country. Howard Jones. Tracy Ullman. Paul Young. Wham. Wham. No, they were overlooked. Paul Young. Oh, fuck off. No, Parlay was pretty fucking big, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Shifted some units. It was it was fucking everywhere, wasn't it? 
I'm not going to do classical recording. That was Kiri Tikanawa. I hadn't heard of any of the others. Uh, the biggest selling uh, artist from New Zealand, apart from Crowded House. Oh, really? Yeah, there you go. You had him on your podcast this week, didn't you? I certainly did. Was he talking? Was he? Uh... I asked him what was like what was going on with New Zealand music. He said nothing on a global scale apart from Kiri Tikanawa. You think of anyone else from New Zealand? Split ends. Mr. Yeah, but Sam. that was the same yeah. fellow, wasn't uh, it? No, I can't. Can you? Well, I know I know one other band from New Zealand, because, you know, Dan Smith? Yeah. He lived in New Zealand, and he used to send us CDs of New Zealand, oh, like right. indie bands and stuff. And there was a band called Good Shirt, and he sent us an album by them, and it was really, really fucking good. It, was, it sounded, you know, like the Cars... Like just what I needed, them kind of the, the, the ones wavy. that are new wavy, but yeah. got a bit of electronics. It was really fucking good. Mm. I don't know whether it's on Spotify or anything. That was something new I liked. I told yeah. You, yeah, there you go. I mean, that was probably like twenty years ago. Mm. Uh, British female solo artist. I think you probably know the answer to this before you hear them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonnie Tyler, uh, Alison Moyet, Annie Lennox, Toya Wilcox. Tracy Allman. How can you give that to Lennox when it's Eurythmics? Lennox always won British female solo artist, didn't she? Had she even had a solo record out? She was like... At this point. No, like she was winning fucking awards in like 2000-odd, and it was like, she hadn't released a record for about five years. Now you think, bore off. Thank God for Adele. Um... Uh, British male solo artist, Elton John, Paul McCartney, Paul Young, David Bowie, the singing corpse nonce, Cliff Richard. I'm going to go Paul Young. No, he's one British breakthrough act. Right, okay. In which case, who was the first ones? Elton John, Paul McCartney, David Bowie, Cliff Uh, Richard, Paul Young. Macca. David Bowie. What he done in 84? 83. 83. Less Dance. Oh. Mm. It was like his biggest album, wasn't it? Out of, I've just read Nile Rogers' autobiography. And yeah. That was his biggest album out of all his albums. That was his biggest one. Fucking Nile Rogers had a bleak old life. Yeah, it was rubbish. I mean, he's doing all right now. Yeah, he's doing all right, isn't he? Um, just goes to show, you know, you can get over it. Right. <laughs> you can't just say that. <laughs> <Bloody> Bell. <laughs> that was so flippant. <laughs> okay. Finally, uh, best British group, Madness, mm-hmm. uh, Eurythmics, The Police, Culture Club, UB40. Culture Club. Yeah, Culture Club all day long. Mm. Yeah, so best-selling album of the year, Thriller, be- uh, British single of the year, Culture Club, Karma Chameleon. 
Outstanding contribution to music, George Martin. And the Sony Trophy for technical excellence, Spandau Ballet. What's Saber mean? Just being technically excellent. Lee Antonio had won it the previous year. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was the Brit Awards, 1984. Okay. Finish on a bit of Pat Chat? Yeah. Right. Valentine's at the Roaches. Yeah. What do you think Pat's sort of approach is? I don't imagine he's outwardly emotional. Pat. No, he don't want anyone to see see him being emo. Maureen knows knows he loves her. Yeah, and that's enough. Yeah, he knows. She yeah. knows. He don't need to make a big. He don't need to put it all over Instagram, does he, Pat? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. And also, he's got a reputation like old, hasn't he? Well, exactly. Yeah, like he don't want it thrown back in his face in the wrestling ring, does he? Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Um, when he gets for a present. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, he's a present. It's quite selfish to think that. Well, I know, but he's a lot of man, isn't he? He is a big man. Yeah. Very big man. Big hands. Wakes up half six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maureen makes him a Valentine's breakfast. What's that? Uh, bacon. Right. Sausage. Yeah. Two eggs. Yeah. Fried. Yeah. Beans. Ash browns, mushrooms, tomatoes, yep. potato cakes, yep. bubble, yep. toast, white, sauce, brown, pudding, black, <laughs> chips, and three slices of fried bread, mug of tea, dark brown. Yeah. That's a lot of love. She loves him. Yeah. Uh, and the weight of a man's heart. Through stomach. Yeah. So Pat's had a good old load up, gets down the yard. Yeah. Soppy Martin's all pleased with himself because he's got his first Valentine card. Right, go on. Pat knows he's off Janet, the Down Syndrome girl who lives down <laughs> Martin Street. Pat knows because her old man Don runs the gym Pat trains at right back in the day he was Alan Minter's sparring partner fast forward six months Janet's pregnant and Martin's flat on his back in the front garden with three teeth missing (laughs) Pat goes round to smoothie out Don sat watching World of Sport with his hand in a bowl of ice <laughs> Back of Valentine's Day, lunchtime in the yard. Right. Pat opens up his Tupperware to find a pink silk garter on top of his sandwiches. Boring. Eats his sandwiches. Yep. Ham. Yep. Spam. Yep. Cheese. Yep. Boiled egg. Yep. Chicken and stuffing. Yep. And bacon. Yep. Pat's got a spring in his step this afternoon because he knows he's on a promise. Yep. Whistles his way through stripping and cubing a Capri's mate Dodgy Lenny used as a getaway after doing a security van. <laughs> Normally he'd suggest a respray. One of the fellas put up a fight and Lenny had to off him. So he got a cube it. Because <laughs> Pat's on a promise, he, he locks up the yard early, 4.58. Yep. <laughs> uh, passes the pub on the way home, parks up the Cortina. 
Sticks his head around the door to see who's about. Alan Kirby's just beat Rollerball Rocco at Arras. Astax and McManus are up the bar, so he goes in for a swift one. Yeah. A few pints. Yeah. A couple of chasers. Yeah. Bag of pork scratchings. Yeah. A couple more pints. Another short, only a single, because he doesn't want in the evening to end up with floppy pat. He's driving. Yeah. But he drives better when he's pissed. Yeah. Uh, gets home quarter past 11. <laughs> Maureen's in her stockings, suspenders. Yeah. Pink silky dressing gown. Yeah. Sound asleep in the armchair. Yeah. Pat runs upstairs. Changes out of his work leotard. Yeah. <laughs> flannel around the knackers. <laughs> sticks on his best leotard. The one Maureen got him for his birthday. <laughs> he ain't worn it for about yet because he's got his name spelt out in sequins and it makes him feel like a cunt. Splash of Old Spice. Yeah. And he goes downstairs. Wakes Maureen up. Yeah. And after she's made his dinner and he's eating it, beef roast Yorkshire puddings. Nice. Chips. Yeah. He <laughs> carries her upstairs to the bedroom. Oh, big man. Now, we don't know what happens next because Pat would never kiss and tell. Never. But I'd imagine as it's a special night, he might be pulling that leotard to one side. Definitely. Because rude like that. Pubes. <laughs> See you in March. <laughs> Remembering when we were young in the 80s. Along comes Aunt Flo. 